Gentlemen, we went over the rules in the dressing room. I want to caution to keep this fight clean at all times, and what I say you must obey. Live from the WKOM studio in downtown Columbia, it's time to wake up and get woke. It's three dudes with a view. Let's get it all! He's bound to die, loaded up and trucking. Are we going to do what they say can't be done? We've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. I'm eastbound up, watch old bandit run. Okay, welcome in. Wednesday edition, Three Dudes with a View. My name is Del Kennedy. I am dude number three. Dude number two, Clayton Harris, is out there driving the bus somewhere. Where are you, Clayton? I'm in a route. Yes, sir. Uh, kind of got a, had a little bit of a delay this morning with one of the kids, but uh, I'm in a route. All right. Clayton Harris on the way in. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York. How are you? Good morning, Del. Good morning, listening audience. Good morning, Mr. York. All right, folks, it's uh, regular special guest dude, Debbie Matthews. How are you? <laughs> good morning. All right. So good to see everybody. Good to see you. Folks, today is Debbie Matthews for Mayor Day. Uh, that's it's weird. That's a weird statement, isn't it? There we go. Mayor, She's running for mayor of Columbia. Now, folks, Debbie and I have had an agreement. You know, she's a has been and, and will be, like, for as far as I know, uh always uh, a special guest dude uh, usually on wednesday and thursdays but she and i had an agreement that when she decided to run for mayor that you know we weren't gonna un- this wasn't gonna it. be a platform where she talked about running for mayor um and simply there's another she's running against chaz Mulder. we had chaz on on monday uh let him make his case for why he wants another term as mayor of columbia tennessee and so today we're going to abandon the uh, agreement uh for one day and let debbie talk about what her why she wants to be mayor of columbia tennessee and what she envisions she might do there and why she wants to do it all those other things. So, uh, Debbie uh, Matthews, candidate for mayor, welcome. Thank you. All so right. glad to be here. Well, let's let's just start with uh, the the basics. You know, uh, where'd you grow up? Where'd you go to school? Well, what journey in life got you to where you are today? Well, before we start any of that, Delk, I just want you to know that. Uh, it means the world to be on this morning and to have an hour. Uh, and yes, we had always said we wouldn't talk about it. So it's nice to be able to talk about things uh, today. And I'm thankful for the time. Um, I was born. <laughs> I was born. Um, I, I heard the jerk line from there, that movie. But I, I was born in Columbia, Tennessee in 1964, which makes me 57 years old. I'll go. be 58 next month. I was born to French and Beverly Chapman, the middle house in front of the college at Columbia State. I have a younger brother who has a PhD in social work. His name is Jason Chapman uh, and does an amazing uh, work with children with disabilities in Middle Tennessee or any adult as well that's trying to get back into the workforce. My dad was the general superintendent of all the plants in Murray County, except for DuPont and Monsanto, because my dad was an iron worker, and they did not have any union affiliates at Monsanto or DuPont. But he uh, he worked the kills. In fact, Brent Cooper worked for my dad for a while, and um, you know, there was a lot of days my dad would come home, take off his boots, set them on the hearth. We'd be eating supper. And we'd turn around, and his his shoes would just go into blaze, you know, because they had phosphate on them. Oh, wow. So I grew up as a phosphate ironworker kid here in Columbia, and I graduated 33 in my class of over 300 at Central in 1982. I was a part of the, the Central Championship Band that marched in the Macy's Day Parade, and so... Um, Huge history, um, loving history with Columbia and Murray County. Uh, you know, I uh, have carried this place in my hometown with me everywhere I've gone. 
um, I actually had a woman come up to me and she said, you talk about Murray County, Murray County. And she said, I thought I just every time you say it, I think that it's got to be paradise. And it's like it is. It is the promised land. You know, we believe in family and God and our flag. It's it's a beautiful place to be. So um, after I graduated in 82, I went to David Lipscomb University where I graduated cum laude. I have a B.A. in English. I have a, a another B.A. in German, believe it or not. I have a minor in political science. And, of course, if you go to Lipscomb, you get a minor in Bible. So yeah. I'm yeah, well-versed in that. So I uh, graduated there in 1986, was president of the law fraternity, and worked for an attorney after I got out of undergraduate school. And she was a real estate attorney, which I think is really weird how your life sort of folds in on itself on things that you're supposed to do. But I did not like it at all. I don't know why. She she was a mean woman. <laughs> she was mean. <laughs> but my next-door neighbor that I live next to on Belmont Boulevard, she goes, hey, Debbie, they're hiring at Piedmont Airlines. If you don't like where you're working, why don't you come and work for us? And I was like, that sounds awesome. So I went to work for Piedmont Airlines. I was um, a trainer. I was also the editor of their in-flight. Well, it was a it was a magazine that was within the company that we could pull up and have ideas for travel. So I was on that for a long time. And then U.S. Air, of course, bought Piedmont Airlines, and uh, I then became it became U.S. Air. And at that point, I set up their European route when we opened a route to Frankfurt, Germany, and trained Germans and set up the office in Niederrad, Germany, right outside of Frankfurt. Okay. So that's sort of my background there, which was an amazing experience, not only because it was just different and you were working in Europe, but you got to see how other countries handled labor. You know, at three o'clock in the afternoon in Germany on Friday, they just got up and walked out. We were like, where are y'all going? They were like, we have a 37 hour work week, not a 40 hour work week. And it was it was just interesting on the things you learn, you know, especially I think travel's the best education anybody can have. All children, everyone should travel. So that was fantastic. But after I, I, I was married at the time, um, I married someone that also worked at U.S. Air, and I decided uh, that I would let my job go because we were getting a divorce. He was Howard Baker's last appointment to West Point uh, years ago. Um, so I had been married before, and uh, then... Two years later, I met my current husband, and we have a publishing company, a small record label, and that's how we made our money for 20 years is in the music business, which you and I have talked about. It's just been a tough row on the way royalties are changing. So um, about five years ago, I had lost my city council race, and I sat and said, God, I can do anything, but I'm at a crossroads. i got to figure out what we're going to do, and I'm not going to do anything until you tell me to. And uh, being in prayer with that, he answered prayers and and, uh, sent me like eight people looking for property, and I kept sending them to other agents. And um, it turns out that that's what he wanted me to do. So I have been a real estate agent for five years doing what I love best, which is selling Tennessee dirt and promoting the city of Columbia and Murray County because I get to do it and see the excitement of people coming from other states here to the place that I love best for every person in this community that woke up today to turn a wrench, to answer a phone, to run an office, their own business. There's nothing that's ever been far from my heart is the people of Columbia and Murray County. I think it's truly the most special place on earth. Oh, wow. All right. Now, Debbie, you have uh, got prior political experience. Um, uh, Tell us about that. So uh, in 2007, um, I was asked if I'd be interested in running for Ward 2, which is the downtown. Basically, the heart of Columbia is uh, is the downtown district and uh, for the city of Columbia. And I ran and won. As a council member. As a Columbia City Council member in 2007, and we took office in 2008, which if everybody remember what was happening in 2008, it was the largest recession and housing crisis since the Great Depression. So when I took office at City Hall for the city of Columbia, there was maybe one business in the historic downtown downtown. 
Uh, in the next two years, the unemployment in Murray County would get to 25%. We did not have a building permit, if you can imagine, pulled in the city of Columbia for almost two years during this time. It was dire. You know, I had a, a lady, a constituent of mine over on West 9th Street. Her name was Mrs. Orr. And she called me and she said, Debbie, I had to sell my mattress last month to pay my electric bill. And I don't have a mattress to sell this month. You know, when you're dealing with constituents in in pain, which they were during that time, uh, it is sobering and it is... Um, it is a full court press to make sure that your community can be saved. It was not a good time for us at the time. You know, GM shuttered during that time. Obama and Corker got into it. GM shuttered. It was a hard time. But Delk, what I loved about my service, I was on the council from 2008 to January of 2017. And it was a conservative council at the time. And we were dealing with these really, really big issues. But this this board of directors for the city of Columbia, uh, we sat down and we said, okay, we're not going to lay anybody off, which we didn't. We're not going to raise taxes, which we didn't. But at the same time, dealing with everything, we said we have got to get a strategic plan and long-term goals set for here and do some investment in us, even though it's hard right now. So in that period of time, we built Ridley Park. We built the Riverwalk. We did the historic uh, streetscape on the first section and voted for this last section that just came in. We did the Arts District, removed City Hall back to the uh old middle tennessee bank building and we moved the police department back downtown and what we also did during the strategic plan that we would set goals for one five ten fifteen years is that we made a commitment to the historic downtown to make it an economic engine that it is today so in 2017 when i went away from city council this town was on fire we had a historic downtown that was rocking. It was the place for small businesses and entrepreneurs to come and be. Uh, we made the uh, fertile ground for businesses to come in. We tried to cut and slash regulation. I meant Columbia was on autopilot. And the current mayor in 2018 when he was running, you know, it was almost an infomercial for his competitor on how great Columbia was doing because it was. It was a great council at the time. I was so proud to be a part of that. But we took this city from nothing and 25% unemployment to a beautiful, functioning, diverse uh, workforce, workforce here. It's been amazing, and I'm very proud of that time. Wow. Okay. That's uh, certainly quite a bit that happened on your watch. And yeah. now, so you uh, you left the council? How did that occur? I got beat. Oh. I did get beat. I mean, Dean Dickey and I went a little bit sideways on keeping Tom Dubois judge. Most people remember that. And uh, I was able to turn five heads to keep Tom, and Dean didn't like it. So anyway, I was the only council person with opposition that week, and Carl McCullum looked at me, and he said, they're coming after you. And I was like, well, it's going to be what it's going to be. And it was. So you sort of lick your wounds, uh, learn from it, and get up off the mat. There you know. You so. All right. Let's take a break and come back. Motor Sales is our area's premier GMC dealership. Their lot at 919 Nashville Highway has an impressive selection of GMC vehicles, trucks from the light-duty GMC Canyon to the Sierra 3500 Heavy Duty, and everything in between. GMC's SUVs are impressive with the Terrain, Acadia, and Yukon. Want luxury? Ask about Denali upgrades. Go to ParksMotorsales.com for information and see their awesome offers and services. Parks Motor Sales, GMC. We are professional. Grade. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. 
You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. By now, you all know about Don, our service truck guy. Well, let me tell you about another member of our service team, and that's Mike Ashley. He's the guy you'll talk to when you call the office. Just call and talk to Mike one time at 931-540-0919, and you'll see why we're lucky to have him here at the Garbage Man. Thanks, Mike, for all you do to keep the Garbage Man first in service. That's 931-540-0919. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Serving Murray County for 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has provided the highest quality jewelry at the very best prices. They work hard to make their customers happy, and it's paid off. Their customers keep going back. Quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. We offer jewelry loans up to $4,500, and we will buy your gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still the same. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. If your car was damaged in an auto accident, chances are you'd fix the car. Why wouldn't you give that same attention to yourself? Untreated whiplash injuries of the spinal column may lead to conditions such as headaches, numbness in the arms, neck and back pain. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating such injuries from an auto accident. Accident consultations are free. Call me painfree.com or call 615-551-9224. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years' experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. We gonna do what they say can't be done. We've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. I'm eastbound up, watch on bandit run. Welcome back. Three dudes with a view. Wednesday edition. My name's Del Kennedy. I'm dude number three. Dude number two, Clayton Harris. Are you out there? He's still out there driving the bus somewhere, folks. At, uh, the bus is parked. Uh, I will be in here shortly. But good morning, Del. Good morning, Clayton. Dude number one, Jim York. How are you? Good morning, Del. Good morning, listening audience and guests. All right. Debbie Matthews, regular special guest, dude, but today, today only. Debbie Matthews for mayor. How are you? I'm good. So good. today For today only. I love that. All right. Running, <clears throat> running as for mayor of Columbia, Tennessee. Yes. yes. Uh, Debbie, you've told us uh, sort of your journey in life to yeah. get to the point you are. Uh, you've been active in Republican politics. Uh, I have. And the the uh, let's see, the mayor's position, though, in Columbia is not it, – it's not a – you, you, you can only run as an independent. I so, mean. well, this, so uh, it's. I think it's important to talk about that for a second. Okay. So, as a community and a state, several years ago, we decided we wanted a partisan commission we, uh, for the county. We got that through the state. We wanted the same thing with our county mayor. And then this past year, we wanted the school board and a municipal race to change to partisan, but we didn't get that close uh, on the municipality. Most communities in this country have municipal uh, regulations that you have to run nonpartisan for a mayor's position. However, let's be completely honest. 
just your candidates are not nonpartisan. They are who they are and be proud of who you are. And I am a, a Republican and I was endorsed through the county convention for the Murray County candidates in January as the Republican endorsed candidate for the city mayor's position. Okay. But when people go in to vote, they will not see... There's not going to be a, a D or an R. Right. right. They're, they're, the candidates are not going to be identified as either Republican or Democrat. Sort of uh, the same thing that happened during the county race this last time. Yeah. So they, it'll just be Debbie Matthews there. Yes. And if they are acquainted with you, they'll know that you've been active in Republican, yes. Politi- yes. Republican politics, but you won't be identified yeah. as a Republican candidate on the ballot. Right. But I do think it's important. Um, I think it's very important. It um, Democrats and Republicans think about things differently. They just do. And when you're looking at Democratic-run cities across this country, again, there's a nonpartisan race in Chicago, but there's definitely a Democrat running that. And the same thing in Memphis and the same thing in Nashville. And when those things, you know, it's people can sort of say, oh, is what does a parking space have to do with partisan? Well, it has to do a lot with it. It's how do you fund that? Do you need it in the first place? What's the best way to do it, et cetera? And it comes from a mindset. And so um, I do believe it's very important. But once it got to the pandemic and you watched how Democratic cities handled that compared to Republican cities, it was on display for everyone. And, you know, I probably decided to run for mayor at the pandemic year in 2020, being two years ago, because I was watching a tale of two mayors in this community. And, you know, we had a county mayor that wanted to keep everything open and no mandates, vaccine or mask. And we had our city mayor that... um Responded more as the DNC or Democratic-run cities. He was asking the governor to shut us down. We had city policemen that were visiting businesses to tell them that they had to close. He wanted a mask mandate. He's on CNN asking the governor to please start a government department that tells us we have to wear a mask. And it's, it is a difference on how things are handled. And that's not a slam. This is just reality. And um, the responsibility of a leader, first and foremost, is to define reality of what we're dealing with. And so in 2020, I decided that that's that was um, that I was going to run because I did not want to see and don't think that small businesses should be shut down while others are allowed to stay open. I don't believe mass mandates should be told that we needed to do, but yet not wear one yourself. It is, um, it's just a difference. Democrats and Republicans think differently. And I am the Republican endorsed candidate for this election. And it was important to the Republicans to put someone on, in this convention, uh, that was going to run for the city position. Cause it was not just the pandemic, but we're dealing with, we're dealing with issues that uh, are putting us at a precipice where we're about to fall. And again, responsibility of a leader is to define reality. And in the last four years, we've got a unfettered growth spurt in Columbia, Tennessee, with zero plan on how to fund that. And it's basically a boot on the neck of the county that's going to strangle it. Everything that is occurring in the county right now, including the tax increase that is coming to all of us, is based on the unfettered growth within the city. Now, let me go back to the years. I was on the council for nine years. And as I said, in 2008 to 2010, we had a 25% unemployment rate here. GM had shuttered. We didn't have building permits. But as a city official, we looked at what do we need to do during this time to figure things out, especially to help build. Builders come in and developers come in and speed up that process because we need them building. So during that time, we sped up the process for development. Right now, not that anybody knows because everybody's new down there, but we can do simple things to make things easier. For an example, we did it where it was two months to go through planning and two months to go through the city council to get a development approved. It wasn't all that way, always that way. It used to be you had to have three readings in planning and three readings in the city council. If we just did that one slight movement, it would slow 
the approval of some developments. You know, this is just to manage and be smart. And then on top of that, you all know where I fall on this. Growth has to pay for growth. Right now, this is on the necks of every property tax owner in Murray County, something that we are not going to be able to deal with. Delk, you've said it a thousand times since January. We are about to have a crisis regarding schools like no other. And and we're just talking the school buildings. Nobody's talking about the teachers or the desk. And they're definitely not talking about city services right now where police and fire and our sewer lines and all of those things are going to have to go up to those new developments and service those. And I don't want it to get to where the new sections of town on the north side of town get the good police coverage and the rest of us are wanting, having make sure we got new fire departments on the north end of the county and us down here be without. We have been the people paying the bills the whole time. So the biggest thing on everybody's mouth is growth and how it's not been done smart. And Williamson County, man, people blew through Williamson County. Fire for growth forever until the county basically said, we have to slow this down because we are now lost everything that identifies us as, as Williamson County. And Murray County and Columbia are about to get to that point. So growth is on everybody's mind, and we and I, just me, little old me, that was just the chairman of the Republican Party, I was at the state legislature asking for an impact fee. So there was a group of uh, county commissioners this past year that we went and asked, hat in hand, but this was not the first mayor that asked for impact fees i think our current mayor is saying that this was the first he's the first mayor going to ask for impact fees uh dean dickey and the and the council and i think it might have been bill gettner and the council with dean and myself we approached the state uh, state legislature for impact fees back in 2010 and did not get them and this past year we did a full court press to get them again but at the same time while we're running up there trying to get these the absence of the mayor, the city mayor, in responding to those impact fees, that silence was deafening because these approvals for this building have been coming out of City Hall, but not once did he join us to say, we need county impact fees, we need impact fees for all of this infrastructure. So a little bit frustrated with that because this bill is coming due, and the people that are going to have the worst time, you know, I was with my team last night at our headquarters, and one of them, uh, my favorite prayer person ever, Carolyn uh, MacArthur, she uh, is at Grace Nazarene, and they had their food pantry this week, and she said for the first time in her memory, there was no meat to give out to families. They always had meat, but they didn't this time. And if we, if you are, again, dealing with reality of what's going on in this country, we are about to hit some really tough things this winter. Fuel is going to go up after this election time. Biden can't keep pulling off the reserves. Gas is going to go up. Food is going to go up. Heating's going to go up. And it's going to be a hard time. And I'm, I want to be in that seat to help our people in this community when this tough time hits. I want to be in that seat that stands between the federal government and our small business owners and our people if ever they come at us again saying, close your business down. I just This is how passionate I am about this. Again, I have a great life. I make a great, great living and, and selling Columbia and Murray County. I love that. But my, my love for this community and service just hasn't gone away and i'm really concerned about what is on the horizon and so that is why i want to run for mayor again okay there we go mr york oh excuse me i must have nodded off oh it's it's okay (laughs) uh debbie uh tell us how long were you a democrat so i grew up in a as just, everybody just how long just just give us well i am i am telling you jim i am telling you I grew up, my dad was an iron worker, and so he was a Southern Democrat who believed in good borders, guns, God, anti-abortion, very pro-life, okay? But when I was in third grade, 
my dad picked me up from school and he said, what'd y'all do in class today? And I said, well, we voted for president. And my dad said, well, who did you vote for? And I said, Richard Nixon. And he put me out at the street at the mailbox and made me walk to the house. Okay, so I'd always grown up, but was never party affiliated. But I was running for mayor in 2009 against Dean Dickey. And I did a speech in front of the Republican women and the Republican women started going door to door, making telephone calls for me. And I was just like, man, this is fantastic, because, again, I wasn't party affiliated. But so how many years were you a Democrat? Well, I think we can guarantee I was on the the. So let me finish this. The Republican women were out campaigning for me, and I got a call from the chair of the Republican Party at the time saying, uh, Dean Dickey is a card-carrying Republican. We cannot let our women support you, so I'm telling them to cease and desist. And so I was like, well, okay. So the next month, I got a call, because I came in second in that race out of a field of five. I got a call from uh, Governor Bredesen's office, who had just won this state by 97% of the vote. And he said, you know, Debbie, you've never, we have not had a state senator from Murray County for over 25 years. And I think it's a good time, and I think you're the person who can do it, because you're conservative on the council. You know, we need somebody from Murray County. So I said I would do that. And so I was probably a Democrat full on for eight months. And once I got into the system and on that ballot, I'd call my husband every day and say, I do not belong here. I do not belong here. I do not belong here. And when I left that race, I then became the chair of Ron Paul's county for uh, uh, campaign for his 2012 election. There you go. One, one of the other things that one of the knocks against your, your participation in politics, Debbie, is exactly what you just did. You belabor a point beyond uh, any, any comprehension, and you delayed city council meetings uh, for no real reason. You, brought, you didn't bring accurate information right. to the city council meetings. So, well, this is a, how are you going to correct that as a mayor? Oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, I. I'm going to tell you that I don't know who you're hearing that from, but I had enough power to turn five heads, which is what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to be able to get the votes, and that's why I was successful on the city council, for sure. Okay. Now, uh, you know, but I am, I was prepared, and I was thorough, and I will be prepared and thorough. All right, Mr. York, and this is a chance for the candidates, just as we did for Chaz on Monday, this is a chance for the candidates to present themselves. Uh, there'll be plenty of time for other things as we go on. Clayton, what you got? Uh, Debbie, what, I mean, what do you see your plan if you're the city mayor? Uh, I mean, what... What are, what are we going to do about growth? I mean, we talk about it. It's a big issue. Uh, you, you may have hit on it before I got here. but um, Well, we're going to get the impact fee. That's got to be done. And if we don't get how, it... How are we going to get it? If we don't get it through legislation, and I've said this to the county and I've said this to the city, you have to have the political will to do what Williamson County did, and that is sue the state. Murray County is worth fighting for. The city is worth fighting for. Okay? And we cannot do this alone. We need the same revenue source that Williamson County has, first and foremost. So if we don't get it legislatively, which I believe Rutherford County wants to come on with us on this thing, then we will hit and we will have to, we'll have to sue. We have to sue because we can't do this without it. There are other counties that want to also do impact fees. What about collaborating with them and trying well, to pass it through the legislature? That's what I just said, Jim, is that we've heard that Rutherford County wants to come on to the legislation. You know, Scott Sapicki is working on a way for us to address it this coming time uh, and adding more people in. But again, you've got to figure out how to slow the growth without without dampening people's enthusiasm for investment here. And that's a very fine line. You want builders? You want investment. You want a renewal from the center out. You know, when we did a strategic growth plan, we wanted infill and not sprawl. And unfortunately, we've got sprawl right now that is going to cost us a lot of money. So that's we've got a lot. We've got a lot of things we can pull from. We're not the first community that has ever dealt with this, but we're a community that's wringing our hands as if there are no solutions out there because I'm not seeing anything right now. And that's concerning to me. 
There we go, folks. I guess oh. you could apply the fees and say you come can on, raise come those on, fees. Come on, come on, state, do yeah. something about it. Right. That's that's what Williamson County did. They held them aside and they sued and they won. So we're we're probably headed that direction. But you have to have the political will to do that. It really should have been done two or three years ago. We have 15,000 building permits right now that we're not going to collect any more on those for impact fees at all. We may not get another permit after that, depending on the economy. That's in the city of Columbia. City of Columbia. I mean, this is insane. There's 15,000 total building permits out there, and there's a 981 development down here on Trotwood that is trying to come in. That's another 1,000. So, But because we didn't get it in January of this year, we've lost the opportunity to make any money on all of those permits right now, and that is a shame. So I don't want to hear it from our current mayor, oh, uh, we're going to get an impact fee. Where were you this past year? We needed you. Where were you? All right, let's take a break and come back. This is Barry Duke, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. It's time to put a Dodge in your garage. And at Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us for all the muscle you need. We have a huge inventory to choose from, from the spine-tingling 2021 Dodge Charger SRT to the 2021 Dodge Challenger Superstock. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Yep, at Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, we're flexing our Motor City muscle. You can count on us online at ColumbiaCDJR.com. Hello, this is Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. Men, this is for you. Stop and listen. Every woman has a secret desire to have diamonds. I can say this because I am a woman. When I put on my ring or put on my earrings that my husband gave me, I feel special. Stop by Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia or Lewisburg. Let us help you find a special diamond just for her. For 40 years, Beck Dental Care has been the personalized and comfortable option for the health of your smile. The caring staff maintains a high level of safety protocols and attention to detail. Advanced technology provides your choice of sedation and the best of dental implant solutions to restore complete oral health. Open until 6 p.m. two nights a week. Call us at 931-388-8452 or visit us online at beckdentalcare.com. There are no words to describe it. The isolation. The boredom. The loneliness. If you're wondering where your teenage son or daughter's spirit went, you're hardly alone. The past year has been devastating, especially for them. But here's the good news. They might just find it again, playing high school sports. Workouts that stimulate, teammates and coaches that care. The sense of belonging so many of us have been missing lately. That's what school sports are all about. The sense of achievement is real, and the camaraderie is hard to beat. Coping with uncertainty is difficult, but school sports can help the teenagers in your family start feeling like themselves again. Encourage them to give it a try. High school sports, it's so much more than a game. This message presented by the Tennessee Secondary School Athletic Association and the Tennessee Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. It's grilling and chilling season, and Hiller is giving away backyard freebies all September. This month, when you upgrade to a new tankless water heater, we'll give you a free Yeti Tundra cooler or get a free Traeger grill with any new whole home generator. And we're offering special zero-interest financing for up to 48 months on select new HVAC system replacements. Book online at happyhiller.com today. Happy you'll be, or the service is free. Call the Happy Face Truck today. He's bound to die, loaded up and trucking. 
You must have had a long bus route this morning. Yeah, uh, the preschooler, you know, I have one in second grade, one in pre-K. She needed a little bit more attention this morning after the drop-off than usually required. But we're good. Everything's good. All right. It's all good. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York. Good morning, Dale. Good morning, everybody. Hey, Jim. And I even love you, too. And <laughs> I do. regular special guest to Debbie Yellow Matthews. Uh, but today, uh, this is Debbie Matthews for Mayor Day So uh, on WKOM. So we're, that's what we're talking about here today yeah. instead of her usual participation in uh, uh, talk about public affairs and politics and that kind of thing. All right. Debbie Matthews for Mayor. Yeah. Um, and I got my big button on today. I there you go. Wear it. It's, it, yeah, have to wear a big button. All right, Mayor of Columbia. What, yes. Let, 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 let's go on with your conversation about why you're running for mayor and what you would hope to accomplish if elected. Well, we got we've got a growth issue. That's that's a big that's yeah. that's over everything. We've got a dump issue now that's just been thrown back at us. So that's another thing that's coming on on us. But what one thing that we really have to talk about and fix is our loss of our first responders, fire and police. We train them, we lose them to points north spring hill franklin or brentwood because they make more money there with less less probably likelihood of getting shot i mean this is a this is a turnstile situation where we keep losing and we've lost a lot of police recently but i think the number in the fire department in a month is we're losing 14 14 people and then you ask yourself we've got the chief chief state state uh you know um Number one chief in the state. We've got the top-rated fire hall, which happened under our watch as well um, when I was on the council. So why are we losing firemen like we are? I mean, we, it's got to be pay, right? It's well, it has a lot to do with pay. It also has so, some things to do with woke hiring policies that we now have. Because even though that Chaz is running away from being a Democrat. And he can do that if he wants to. You're referring to our pr- current um, our, mayor. Our current mayor. Who's running for re-election. Yes, who okay. has voted Democrat more than Roosevelt. I've looked at his voting record. He's never pulled a Republican ballot. And so now he's hiding in, oh, this is a nonpartisan race. Oh, and this is a nonpartisan race. Well, no, you you are a person and you have a party affiliation one way or the other. Tell us how you're going to make these decisions. What happens is when you get a Democrat in, then they start making appointments. They make appointments to if a city official were to die. They've done that. Do they? Did they choose a liberal leaning council person? Who are they putting on these boards? Who are they putting on planning? Who are putting on the arts district planning? Did did our appointments to the arts district? Is that what got us a drag? show in september of 2021 these are the things is that it does matter who is your mayor because they're making a whole lot of appointments but right now we've got a situation that we are losing fire and police fire and police fire and police and if we don't address that especially with the growth it's going to have to have more fire and more police we're upside down we're upside down. So, so, so you're saying, David, as Democratic fires, there's Republican fires. So that's I'm what saying, the let me, no, let me, Democrat let me, or Republican firefighters. No, huh? let me, let me give an example. When I was on the no, city, just, no, Jim, you asked the question. When I was on the council, one of the very last votes, we were all sitting around, and one of our councilmen said, "We don't have enough diversity in the fire department," and it was like, "Okay, we need more diversity," but there. Their opinion at the time was to hire people before they go through the training to become a fireman and pass their test and that we've trained them as city employees. And I said, no. Mike Green said, no. Dean Dickey said, no. We said, no, we're not going to lower our hiring level of our first responders into this department 
uh, first, we want them to pass the test and then come in. Well, since I've been gone, they're now hiring people, then putting them through the training and passing the test. And if they don't pass that test, then they, those individuals have to pay the city back their training expenses. Again, so what's wrong with that? It, it is a no. It is it is it is not proper hiring practices, Jim. Because when if you you're get, trying to create diversity in all, then then we can we can help get them we can help get them trained we can help them do the class prior to being hired but once you're hired on with the city ask how many city employees are let go you end up with a bunch of city employees that you don't need now i know there's some nuances to this that are helping the situation but in fire and police it is they need to be hired based on their ability up front Period and their training. Now, I liked us pulling through auxiliary units at, through the high schools and those training facilities and options. But again, it's it's an it's a different way of approaching. Democrats and Republicans think differently, and there's no shame I with that. You, you we think absolutely. So own it, claim it. If it's what you are, don't skirt around it. Don't try to lie to us that well, you're not. I think Chaz Mulder has a. a opportunity to lead this city further in advancement but well, being a being a partisan mayor just doesn't sound right Debbie it doesn't it doesn't feel right because you've got democrats and republicans and independents in this city you govern everybody what your personal views are that's good you can vote whoever you want personally but when you govern you ought to govern nonpartisan Jim, Mr. York, but, you know, and you know I I I could have challenged any of us could have uh, let, let's extend the same courtesy to Debbie that we extended to Chaz uh, let's let her make her case uh, and that's one thing I don't quite understand uh, that th- this mayor's race seems to be drawing a lot of vitriol and it's not coming from Republicans or Debbie's side it's coming from Democrats and Mulder supporters, and you know, for good, for good, and, and Mr. York, you are explaining. Mr. York, you are displaying question. vitriol, and I, that's not vitriol. When I ask a question, and she labors on and on and on and don't you're, answer you're, the question, Jim, I don't want to get. That, I don't, you're reflecting listen, the underlying vitriol I know there's, out there. Listen, there's photos of me floating around. You're not going to be able to ask me a question and then take just what you want out of it. That's all you were trying to do was set me up for a gotcha moment instead of saying, "Hey, Debbie loves her community." I mean, this is the this is the city mayor's race in Columbia, Tennessee, for Pete's sake. Yeah. What, what in the world is there room for vitriol? <laughs> no, there's and, no vitriol. The city is doing well. It's progressing. The city is doing... There's not Debbie one change. Like Wait, well, let's let Debbie talk about why she wants to Jim? be mayor. we got two months to talk about. Yeah. You know, yeah, we, we will. We, we will have. Well, go ahead on. Go ahead. We will have on. other discussions about Jim. Um, the, if you look at the city, certainly. there's not one difference in the city than when Dean Dickey left as mayor. There's not been one other improvement going down. You know, I know that everything is presented as picnics and noodle salad on all of this stuff. But again, we have real issues in the city of Columbia. If you Google this, being being a realtor, I am on the very front steps of of the per, people. I'm the person of first impressions for Columbia and Murray County. When someone comes here to buy a house here, they're meeting me. So I have to sell this community. And man, I sell it like nobody else because I love it and I think it's special. But I am every day confronted with stats on the Internet that say things differently than I see them. Okay, right now we are only safer than 13 other communities in Tennessee. We are 87. There are 87 percent of cities safer in Tennessee than Columbia, Tennessee. So when you wander off of West 7th Street, we still have couches and chairs and litter and things that are sitting on the side of the street for weeks at a time before they're being picked up. That is a city service that we have people that are struggling with their electric bills and things like that. There's a lot of stuff that have not improved for the people 
that live in this community. I mean, it looks good, and I want to sell it that it looks good, but we've got some challenges we've got to deal with. And as we grow on the north side of Columbia, that means there's less revenue sources and resources for the people who have been paying the bills the longest, the people in the city of Columbia and point south. And so I want to make sure that we protect what we've paid for and that we get a new school or we get new streets or we get things uh, without it all going to the north end of the county. It, it's a big challenge. When I was on the city council, this is when the boom of the building started. And on our growth plan, urban corridors were supposed to have high density at the corridor on the street front, and then it was to filter out more into rural neighborhoods, which means it was supposed to be half acres or quarter acre lots. And one of the very last votes that I did, because I did serve on the planning commission for six years, is that they were starting to push and push and push for higher density. And so right now we're living that. Do I think high density needs to be the first thing that something comes into the county that's annexed? No. We've got to put some parameters on those things when when things are being annexed into the city because right now everything is coming in full tilt uh density there's no uh there's nothing half acre or quarter acre at all anymore or opportunities to do conservation subdivisions which would give us a lot more green space but still let the developer have its density there's lots of things to do so um I am I am I'm prepared. I am ready. I know what other options that we have to do, but most important, we need the city and the county to work together. The city and the county can no longer operate uh separate from each other. And I believe with Sheila Butt and myself that we will lock arms and we will say we've got to make decisions together now. It is very important. I've always said the Marine logo or slogan is, you never outrun your slowest man. And right now, the city has outrun the county to the point of breaking the county, which is going to hurt us all. Because, again, when I am with these people buying their real estate, they pull up on Google data. uh, What's the crime stats? And I just told you what those were. What's the schools look like? And they don't look good on paper. We have got to get our house in order before we continue to expand anymore. That is dire. and It's a full stop right now. We have to do this. Okay, Debbie, we're about to wrap up here. Uh, Clayton, you got something? Well, you know, it's a part-time job. And you mentioned, you know, you're a real estate agent. I am. I mean, do you... If you became city mayor, do you think they could cause any type of conflict? Well, Chaz has been an attorney the whole time. Did you ask Chaz that on Monday? I did not. Okay. So this is the deal. It is a part-time job. It pays $750 a month. So, boy, you better love what you're doing because there's got to be a reason that you're doing this, right? right? And, and Debbie, we're getting real close here. Just okay. tell us why it is. Debbie Matthews got up one morning and said, I'd like to be mayor of Columbia, Tennessee. Because I want our future to be free. Nobody being able to say anything other than that, that Tennesseans and Murray County is the freest county. I want safe neighborhoods, and I want an economy that works for everybody. That is it. There you go, folks. Free, safe, and bustling with business. There you go. Debbie Matthews, thank you so much. And I th- I, I think this full – I hope this full hour with uh, Chaz and Dow with you will let people have a – uh, an informed choice uh, in the upcoming election and uh, as we told Chaz I, we'd, we'd like to get you back at least one more time in October and uh, each of you to uh, you know our, our approach here is to let y'all speak and um, and and present yourselves as you want to present yourselves as a candidate There'll be plenty of critics on all sides this time. <laughs> they are. Fly. They are. But thank you, Dale. Thank you so much. And I'll see y'all tomorrow morning just as a regular dude person, okay? All right. Okay. Thanks so much. Have a great day. Have a great day. Bye, everybody. Jim. Bye. Bye.